Yep. So today we're going to be talking to Zara, which is a very popular ghost writer, uh, blogger, and uh, semantic uh, copywriter. And Zara has a lot of experience to share with us uh, because uh, you know she has been writing uh, for uh, for a long time, and you can also find, uh, of course, her books on 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 Amazon. So welcome, welcome Zara to this conversation, and. Um, the main aim is really just to understand, um, you know, as much as we can about ghostwriting, which is a very interesting topic today. And uh, many people are not aware of, uh, you know, the uh, existence of ghostwriting, uh, even though um, ghostwriting, ghostwriters are really what uh, uh, make possible for, for, for people which uh, don't have the skills to write, uh, which is a very hard skill to master. Uh, to to publish their works uh, for for large uh, uh, audiences, so welcome Zara, and uh, you know let's uh, see how this conversation goes. Um, and uh, the the first uh, the first question that of course I have for you it's uh, what wh what is your definition of uh, ghostwriting? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, an an Irish proverb. Mm -hmm. You will never plow a field if you only turn it over in your mind. And I, I think mm. the role of the ghostwriter is to take those ideas that are in someone's mind mm. and make them concrete. So a, a ghostwriter skill is to put into words what is in your mind and to write in your voice and and so part of the relationship with a ghostwriter for anyone is is that the ghostwriter wants to understand as much possible about you and mm. the concept that you want clarified yeah that's uh that's a great definition and and, and it really makes uh, gives us the idea of what uh, ghostwriting is and you know you you make it sound easy but uh, i guess uh, really understanding the the, the voice uh, and uh, how to express uh, someone else's ideas when you don't even know the person i guess it's uh, very very complicated so uh, of course the question here that comes uh, naturally is uh, how do you how do you structure the process like for instance let's say i'm a, i'm a client and uh, i'm coming to you because i want i want you to to write a book for me as a ghostwriter um, so how do you actually understand um, what are my ideas? How do you actually um, are able to translate my ideas uh, in something that uh, you know can be understood by other people? What is your process? So the 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 process in working with someone for with a with a book starts with um, with interviews, just like the interview we're doing today. Mm -hmm. um, we we. We talk about what their idea is and what their formulation is and whether they have an idea of what they want the readers to take away from, from their book. Mm -hmm. But first I want to backtrack a little and talk yep. about why people... There's three main reasons why people... Um, want to work with a ghostwriter mm -hmm. and when, one you have mentioned which is lack of writing experience they have ideas but they just aren't used to writing of course 
as a medium. Another is also a time commitment. So for, for many people who are busy doing what they do, um, and they want they want a book, and they they may want a book to um, correspond with their business and be another touch point in uh, reaching new clients or customers. But they don't have the time, so that's another reason. Mm-hmm. And then here we are today, speaking you know continents apart. And for some people, they have ideas, but they are not native English speakers, mm-hmm. and so they want someone to write something in English, which is a huge market. Um, so those are the three main reasons. And then there are also different um, different ways that someone can use a ghostwriter. So I thought I'd review those as well, and then we'll get back to you as the book client, all right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's web copywriting, which is representing a business either on their web page or through articles or um, white papers, or for some it's blogging about their business, and that often grows into... Uh, Nonfiction ghostwriting, which can be articles and white papers, um, short ebooks, and then of course what we think of as a traditional nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also fiction writing, which is somebody has a story idea, but they have no idea how to construct a story or how you go yeah. about developing a storyline and creating characters and fleshing them out. Um, and then the fourth main category of ghostwriting is somewhere between nonfiction and fiction, and that is a memoir. Mm-hmm. And people think of those that can be, you know, something from a well-known personality to someone who has experienced something extraordinary and wants to share their learning experience yeah. with other people. So the so a memoir has a mm-hmm. special it's it's the construction is pretty much like writing a fiction book because you want to develop a storyline and of course. Uh, develop the characters that are in the memoir and and get readers engaged the same way that a fiction story gets readers engaged, um, but it's based on real life experiences. So those are major, the four major categories, mm-hmm. I would say, of, of ghostwriting. Now, back to your book. So, um, so it's going to depend on what, what's, for the sake of this conversation, we're going to call the person who hires the ghostwriter the mm-hmm. author, all right? Yep. So it's going to depend on the author's vision of their book in this case it was a nonfiction book so um, we talk about what their vision is at this point any background research that they may have done or any notes or any ideas that they have for chapters and then usually in a second or third conversation we'll talk about the structure of the book and how we lead a reader 
from uh, the beginning, which is outlining their pain points, as it were, and um, how the book provides a solution, and then walking them through through various chapters, um, how the author's vision helps them accomplish what they want to accomplish. Many times in initial conversations, the author will have an idea of what they want to express, but they don't know what the most marketable, marketable or salient point of what they have to offer mm. is what is going to make that book marketable. So that's yeah. generally a conversation that someone for a nonfiction book um, that's generally another conversation where the ghostwriter helps them formulate the path the reader is going to take through the book and the main ultimate goal, goal or experience mm -hmm. um, that the reader will have when they finish, finish the book. For many people, nonfiction books are... Um, a gateway into their business. Um, it may be for services, it may be for coaching, it may be sure. for products they sell, whatever. But often it is a touch point into their business. And so we can refine what, what they have to say and how they want to connect with their readers. So we mm. need to develop some kind of mini marketing plan as it were. <laughs> yeah, but how how do you assess uh, um, whether a book is marketable or not? I mean, what kind of research uh, you do in order to help your your uh, the, the author to understand how to what kind of idea to to um, um, you know, to to communicate in the, in the book like uh, what, what is your um, your process in that case? Okay, that's a really good question, and uh, that goes for any kind of book. The first thing to do is to look at other books in that genre, and look, mm -hmm. especially looking at bestsellers, to look at what it is that those books mm -hmm. offer, what their key point is, what the title is, what the subtitle is, and take a look at the material inside. Um, because basically those books at this point are the author's competition. Yeah. And, and so we want to structure um, a book that has a new window uh, into how to deal with something, a new vision, a new way of helping people uh, reach a result. So you, the purpose you, of a nonfiction book. You pretty much start from uh, from an Amazon uh, kind of search, like you go on Amazon, and uh, exactly that's that's exactly right. Um, some authors have already done this, and they know mm -hmm. who their competition is. Um, others who are just um, entering the world of books and publishing um, don't know. So we take a look and. Um, and that really helps refine the goal of the book. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. That was a very good question because there are people who have an idea for a book, but they don't understand the amount of, of uh, 
gosh, let me think of the word, the, the amount of structuring that goes into making a book a marketable sure. item because in, in the book world, uh, it is a product. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know, I know, I know this because uh, in the past I used to publish uh, quite a few ebooks, especially on Amazon. And, you know, media initially when I started uh, with this experience was, uh, you know, I'm just going to uh, write something that, uh, of course, is going to have uh, uh, an audience because uh, I started uh, more from technical stuff, like, you know, more related to financial analysis and these kind of things. So I knew there was an audience. But then the problem is, uh, the, 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 is, is your audience big enough to, you know, um, especially if, you, if, you, if you're launching the book because you want to create an additional revenue stream, uh, you, you want to make sure that the audience is big enough uh, to, to uh, give you enough revenue stream to pay back the investment on producing the book because, uh, you know, producing a book, it's, uh, it's uh, quite uh, committing from the emotional standpoint, financial standpoint and everything. So uh, that's uh, yes. something that I learned. Uh, so true. And I think people need to understand that. And some people don't understand that. So... It, Part of the uh, process in the beginning um, is to help people understand how how that works, whether they um, self-publish online mm -hmm. or not, but that it is a huge commitment. It's a commitment in time. It's a commitment in finances. There are many steps in getting the book to market so that... Yeah. Writing is one part, but then there's editing and there's cover design and book design, especially if you're doing paperback as well as ebook. One of the things that a ghostwriter can do is help you find, uh, connect with other resources that will actually help you get your book to market. Mm -hmm. uh, your ghostwriter is not, personally, most ghostwriters anyway are not posted personally involved in the marketing aspect, but we do have to know enough about marketing mm -hmm. to guide people through uh, what, of course. what makes a good book in their genre, as it were. Yeah, plus, plus you're also an SEO expert, which uh, uh, semantic SEO expert, which makes you even uh, even more suited because I guess when you when you publish uh, like the description and everything else on Amazon, it's very important to, to know about SEO because uh, the, everything needs to be optimized uh, to be found through through Google because also Amazon, uh, uh, like if we look at the, the metrics from Amazon, you uh, we see that um, much of the traffic that Amazon gets, it gets it also through through Google. So it's very important to know about uh, search engine uh, optimization. Um, in terms of, uh, of practical, um, let's say, probably I have a couple of questions because I'm really new to ghostwriting. Uh, so let's say that uh, tomorrow I want to be a ghostwriter, right? Uh, I'm starting from zero. I don't know uh, how this word uh, works and everything. Uh, where do I start? I mean, um, how do I get there? Oh, gosh. So <laughs> it's like any small business. Uh, that is, one, putting the word out to everybody that this is something that you do. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and that means everybody, because you never know who has a book idea. Mm -hmm. So, so doing that, um, setting up 
just like any business, if you're going to set up a website mm -hmm. and walk people through your process of ghostwriting, um, there are different styles and different techniques of ghostwriting. So mm -hmm. um, it helps for someone who decides they want to be a ghostwriter. It helps to decide what it is you want to do and what the scope of your service is. For instance, for me, um, we work on the writing. I do not do the final edits. I believe that the author and the ghostwriter are too close to the project mm -hmm. as combined authors, as it were. Um, so just like any book, fiction or nonfiction, to um, find um, an editor to to help with the book structure and language. Mm -hmm. um, and if that is a service that you do, if you will edit the book for, for your client or not, you need to make that decision. Some ghostwriters do do the editing. I don't. I specialize mm -hmm. in writing. Um, so you need to be very clear about, about what your what your process is, and I think doing that really helps. I think especially starting out, um, just like in any business, mm -hmm. don't be everything to everyone. Really right. try to focus on, you know, what is your preference? Do you want to do nonfiction? Do you want to do fiction? For instance, I don't, I don't write memoirs. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a very specialized field, and um, so you, so you need to decide what what areas you will cover and what areas you won't, and um, even say fiction is a really broad category. So I love writing mysteries and um, thrillers and sort of adventure adventure things, and I have written r romance. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I if somebody wanted to do a zombie apocalypse, I wouldn't be their ghostwriter. Mm -hmm. So, so you need to be clear when you're starting out about what you want to do, and to know what your personal preferences are, so that you can straight away communicate with potential clients whether there's a fit or not. It's okay mm. to say, I don't do that. And I think for any business, when you're desperate, 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 and you just want those first two clients, you know, mm. uh, that that it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I can do that. When, and what's going to happen is, is that if you don't, write zombie I'm just going to use this as an example if you don't write zombie apocalypse stories you don't read them you know nothing about the genre mm -hmm. um, what's going to happen is you're going to do a disservice to your client because you're really not familiar with how that works yeah uh, so um, plus you're going to be you're going to be also miserable because you're not going to like to work you're pulling out because you don't like the work exactly yeah. so why set yourself up for misery so <laughs> also because I, I imagine that a ghostwriting service is going to last uh, you know it can go anywhere from uh, from a few months time also to a longer periods 
if you're writing an extensive like book or anything like that. Um, yes, the time period, I would say the normal time period for most books is six to nine months. Some of them, okay. if there's a lot of research involved, can take even longer. So, um, so you need you need to think about your time commitment and mm. and you're, you're so deeply involved in the project. You know, there's a, an emotional connection for, for you as the ghostwriter and the project. Um, and when you have that emotional connection, you're going to enjoy working on the on the project and um, enjoy talking with the author and refining details. Um, so I, I think for someone who starts out who is an accomplished writer in their own right and they want to branch out into ghostwriting, mm -hmm. I think the very first step is to clarify what your field is and what you will do and you won't do. Yeah. Makes sense. And um, I mean, what are the, 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 the tools that you use, uh, especially on a daily basis, that really help you out a lot with, uh, with uh, ghostwriting? Um, I mean, what, what are the things and tools uh, that um, uh, help you out as, as a ghostwriter? Um, for me, I love working in Google Drive with Google Docs. Mm -hmm. Because um, there, it's easy to set up a writing flow in in um, in Google Docs. But I think, especially since since ghostwriting is a collaborative effort between the author and the ghostwriter, that um, sharing comments or asking mm -hmm. questions. Um, you know, if you're writing something and you're in the middle of a nonfiction chapter and you're not quite clear if this is how your author uh, approaches something, you can write a comment and ask for clarification from yeah. them and you can comment right there. So I, it, it's such a seamless process. There's no emailing back and forth and all that sort of thing. Um, so I think it really enables the collaborative process in many ways. So on a daily basis, that's um, mm -hmm. that's how I work. It's just it's just a lot easier, uh, you know. To endpoint, you're probably going to have to export um, ex export your Google Doc to Word, and then someplace the book is going to be formatted, and that's often a PDF. So, um, but for daily work and what you do and mm -hmm. communicating with uh, your author client, I, I highly recommend Google Doc uh, because it's always there. Yeah, plus, uh, plus it's free. So <laughs> that's always good. <laughs> it's free. And, uh, and, and uh, uh, you know, if, if you have a time zone difference between um, your client, the author, and yourself, um, you may go to bed and you wake up in the morning and your client's comments are there because they're yeah. in a different time zone. Mm -hmm. So it makes it easy to communicate 
wherever you are. Mm -hmm. But how do how do you identify uh, your uh, your potential clients? I mean, um, what is your uh, preferred channel to find uh, people to work with, uh, if any? Um, Okay, um, I use, I communicate with people on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. I had a client and I can't remember how she find me. I, a couple of people have found me from my website. Mm -hmm. So you do, going back to, you know, starting up as a business, you do need to have that, you know, what every business needs is, is your your website and all the SEO stuff, you know, get yourself um, uh, Google My Business mm -hmm. and um, work on your on your SEO for that. Also, once you start writing and you let other people know that you're doing this, um, often comes by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're uh, you're well known, uh, especially in the semantic SEO community. So, of course, for you, probably uh, might be easier uh, just to have the word of mouth in place because uh, um, they, they know you. But you know, for someone who is starting out, probably yes, of course, you need to set up a website to make sure that you're ranking on the proper um, at least keyword which have a commercial intent. And um, and of course, I mean, LinkedIn is very very important today. You can create conversation that uh, really can end up in uh, in um, business uh, in contracts. So definitely, I agree. I mean, I use a lot of LinkedIn as well for for work. Um, yeah. And then, of course, yeah, Google My Business. It's uh, it's a powerful tool because uh, Google uh, loves your data. So if uh, if you give it to Google, Google is gonna show it uh, easily to to the users uh, looking yes, searching for you. You know, people think about Google My Business for, you know, restaurants and shops yeah, and things. Yeah, exactly. Also, but it also works from a um, discoverability aspect mm -hmm. for service businesses as well, like mm -hmm. ghostwriting. So it is important to do, to do that. The other thing I would suggest for someone who's considering um, offering ghostwriting services is that they create some kind of um, contract agreement mm -hmm. that um, covers no non-disclosure, you know, that that and yeah. copyright. So that uh, in most cases, uh, for a ghostwriter, nobody ever knows that the ghostwriter was involved in creating mm -hmm. the book. So um, you want to assure your author client that they do own all the copyrights. You need to spell it out mm -hmm. in your contract. So um, every every client is different, but I think when you start out with um, with your your basic contract, mm -hmm. that's going to just like any business, you know, it's going to help you. One, close the sale at the beginning because yeah. you're receiving a lot of tension. Of course, about who owns what, and mm. you know. Yeah, you want you yeah. want to you want to get going as fast as possible. So you might uh, you might be uh, ignoring uh, you know important aspects uh, from the the legal exactly. standpoint. 
That's yeah. exactly right. So, um, so thinking about that, so, so it's all the business things that people mm. forget. And, um, and so like any business are you starting out, yes, you don't need much. You need, you know, a computer and some kind of, um, writing software and it's going to help to have, you know, editing software and all those other things that go along with writing. Um, but you need to look at it as a service business so that you do have all those things in place and that you have your contract um, spelled out. You may, you may make alterations depending mm. on how you work with an author. And there are even um, ghostwriters who uh, may share the credit. So it may be, you know... It may be, you know, the startling, amazing, whatever, you know, by Gennaro Comifano with Zara Altair. Sometimes yeah. people make agreements like that and they share the royalties. But in most cases, um, the copyright is going to belong to the author and the ghostwriting service is something that isn't seen by the public world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, is there any any free uh, resource in terms of finding uh, ghostwriting contracts or agreements that uh, anyone can pretty much uh, use? Yes, uh, there are actually quite a few. Mm -hmm. uh, I when I started out, I I looked at a number of them, and then I sort of took what I liked from various contracts and put together my own. Mm -hmm. So. But I think it's quite an educational experience looking at model contracts. So I just did um, an online search mm -hmm. and um, looked at quite a few and incorporated what I thought were, mm -hmm. um, of course, work best uh, for your uh, for your kind yeah, of agreement. Well, one well, there's two things. One is working best for for your business and the other is making it completely understandable for for your client yeah of course you know, uh, so it's readable and i mean if if you're a writer that isn't too much of a problem but you want to take you want to keep protect yourself legally while keeping it you know uh readable for for your clients mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and um the um, let's say yeah. the other thing that you that I would suggest is something like Skype or Zoom mm -hmm. where you have conversations and you can record those conversations. Um, one to refer back as you're writing, and two, uh, in my experience, uh, people change their minds. So, um, if, if you have um, a recording of a conversation where the client said, uh, yes, I, I really want to avoid X, and then, you know, three months later they say, no, wait, X is really important. Mm. You've got to make that the, you know, main, main point of chapter five. And then, uh, so I can refer back to that previous conversation and say, and ask, well, you know, have you changed your mind? Originally, you know, in your mm -hmm. concept, you felt that 
X was not important. It's something you didn't want to cover. And now you're saying it is one of the, the key things. So does that mean we're going to switch the emphasis throughout the entire book? Yeah. So I, I would say that recorded conversations or keeping emails if you're communicating by email or recording phone calls if you speak on phone hmm. is... Um, very important as part of the process so that you and your client, if there is a shift in direction, mm -hmm. you're clear about where it started and when it shifted. Yeah, that's good. I think it's uh, it's also good to, uh, I mean, the role of the ghostwriter, I believe, uh, m might be also to keep uh, the, the author uh, in, the, in the direction that was... Um, uh, pointed out initially because otherwise you know when uh, when you when I guess probably when uh, you're the person for which um, the book is, is getting written you may be also in a way especially if it is a memoir you may also you may also be it might also be like uh, emotional about it so um, I think it's also important that the ghostwriter keeps that person on track to say you know this is this is what uh, you wanted to conceive with this book and probably this is the way we, we should go because sometimes it's very easy to, to change uh, to change your mind um, that's so that's so true and I think that's especially true when um, you're deciding whether you want to um, work as a ghostwriter you must realize that you're not I mean yes the bulk of your time is sitting alone at your desk you know mm -hmm. writing but you do have to have um, communication skills. And, and you do need to be able to uh, clarify points with your author because they are emotional about their book. Yeah. They have emotional investment way beyond yours. And so you need to communicate in a clear way that doesn't ruffle feathers even if they change their mind. Um, mm -hmm. You also need to be strong enough to set your limits. So if someone's trying to micromanage you mm -hmm. and you're spending your time dealing with multiple emails or, you know, phone calls at 10 o'clock at night, um, that, and 2200, that, that you set clear guidelines about your contacts and how how you will communicate and how often you will communicate mm -hmm. and how you schedule the communications so you do need to take some control yeah uh, yeah so, and you need to work in in a business-like environment where you're working with your client and you're working in in tandem i I think ghostwriting can sound like this really cool thing to someone, but you do need a lot of business and business communication skills to work with somebody else. It's not like it's not like somebody says, "I have this book idea, so go write it." Um, there's a lot more involved in that, and so you need to be ready to communicate, to ask questions, and to set up your author client with the expectation that you will be asking questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
Like, that was a good question, Naro, because I think it's something that people don't consider when they're thinking about the romance of it all, you know. Yeah, of course, I mean, especially initially when you are embarking on this kind of project, you are very excited, and so the excitement might uh, just uh, make you not aware that, you know, going through the process of having a book, a book, book published might be you know, as as we said initially, a, a commitment in terms of uh, finances. Uh, and, you know, based on that, um, how do you uh, sort of uh, negotiate an agreement? Because I guess when when uh, when someone uh, is coming to you and uh, if the time frame is six months or also a year to, to, um, for this kind of project, and then, of course, as a, as a professional ghostwriter, I guess you can work on multiple projects at once, but at the same time you want to make sure that um, you close the deal in a way that you have the freedom to research as much as possible to give uh, a final, uh, you know, final uh, version of the book which is uh, 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 of a high quality. So, um, is there is there a way? I mean, to just uh, be sure that um, in in terms of a negotiation, you get uh, what you need in order to to do like the proper work. Yes, that's a very good question, and I think something someone who's considering ghostwriting as a, a career choice or as an augmentation to their writing services, that you're very clear about the time that it takes to write a book. It just takes a long time. So mm -hmm. generally speaking, for a professional ghostwriter, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, uh, the fees are going to be somewhere between $40,000 and $75,000 U.S. Um, for the project. Um, at the commencement of the, of the book project, a ghostwriter mm -hmm. will ask for a percentage of that book, and it's up to the ghostwriter to determine that percentage. It may be a third of the fee to, to begin and a third when the first draft is done and the final third when the finished book is done. Some people ask for 50% up front mm -hmm. and 50% at the end. So it's up to you setting up your service on um, how you want to structure that. But you do at the beginning need need a firm financial commitment from your author client um, because and payment up front mm -hmm. because you're going to be devoting a large portion of your time to their project. Of course. And, you know, in, in your experience, uh, how many ghostwriting, if any, you know, you can undertake at the same time? Um, is, it, is it possible to like manage like two, three, four uh, ghostwriting uh, projects? Uh, I, no? That's a good question. Mm. For me, I like to do one at a time mm -hmm. book projects, okay? So I may work with clients on setting up web pages for a new website or mm. um, ongoing article writing, and those mm. are smaller projects but I personally like to do one book project at a time mm -hmm. it's a major focus 
sure. writing a book is a major focus. Of so course. if it's a nonfiction book, you're going to be doing research and structuring that book in a way that leads the reader through through the author's process. If it's a fiction book, you're going to be doing everything that's involved in fiction, from um, doing research and world building to um, getting familiar and building background for all the characters and then doing a story outline mm -hmm. and then writing the actual book. So in either case, with a book, you're spending a lot of energy in preparation and planning before you actually write the first word of chapter one, as it were. So, mm -hmm. um, so that one at a time, hand in hand with being paid for your time. Yeah. Even though, even though no words, as it were, emerge. Mm -hmm. No, but I mean, it's it's uh, definitely a good point because. Uh, even if you're working on a single project, uh, let's say even if it is like one year contract, at the same time you're still working on a smaller projects which are still part of, of the same uh, bigger project. So for instance, as you said, uh, putting together a, a website, a web page, uh, you know, any other thing that can help the author uh, getting uh, the, the book launched. So in any case you can work on uh, related services that uh, will be outside the scope of the, the work but still connected to the work you're doing on the on the main project so um, I think it's uh, it's definitely good because you know when we think about uh, digital um, businesses uh, it's nice to think about them as something that you can scale up so you can, for instance, uh, manage uh, multiple projects uh, at once. In ghostwriting case, probably, uh, as you said, uh, maybe better to just handle one at a time. But at the same time, it is also important to remember that you can offer, uh, you know, um, services which are connected to the main project you're working on, which are still fine because I guess you're still focused on the main project. And, yeah. you know, yeah. That's true, especially for, especially for, for nonfiction. Um, that's true that you can offer related mm. related services, and sometimes that is how a ghost a book ghostwriting project develops. Is that um, as a writer, um, you may be doing uh, website copywriting, blog posts, or something like that, and mm -hmm. in your discussion with your client, they say, "You know, I've always had this book idea," and da da da. And so that is another way that as a as um, someone starting out, you can you can, and especially if you already have a relationship with someone, it's a very easy way to start out mm -hmm. and uh, expand your service to ghostwriting. That's ghost good. Writing. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's definitely a great point. So you're saying, uh, especially for nonfiction. Uh, let's say that you got a client which asked you to 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 write a few articles about a certain topic which you've been researching. Then, of course, that uh, set of articles can definitely become a ghostwriting service because uh, that that uh, client again uh, can ask you to to build like you know just to write a book about it. So, if if I think about the, uh, about business um, uh, digital marketing or stuff like that. Um, for instance, uh, it makes sense for a lot of companies to use uh, like white papers, uh, ebooks for uh, lead generation. So 
you start with uh, with a sort of service uh, which is still ghostwriting because even when you publish I guess articles for those uh, businesses they they put their name on it so you're still getting paid as, as, a, as a ghostwriter and then you expand uh, the, the service uh, with um, based on the research that you're doing so it's uh, it's definitely uh, interesting so in in that in that way I think it's uh, scalable because um uh, you you can work on an ongoing basis with the client and then with the same client after you've done a lot of research probably you can expand the project and go with uh, with a big one and that um, can be committing but at the same time at least you've been already researching it for 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 a long time so it makes uh, it makes a lot of sense uh, yeah so um, I have one I had one more thought about um, yeah starting out as a ghostwriter mm -hmm. um I, I think it really helps if you read a lot of books <laughs> of course uh because you're already going to have a sense of how how one goes through a book from beginning to end and especially in nonfiction books mm -hmm. what what nonfiction books have felt successful to you as a reader and which ones have seemed to promise more than they deliver and mm. what were their shortcomings so that you have a sense of what goes into making a good nonfiction book. And the same goes for fiction writing as well. You know, the, the more you read and the more familiar you are with a, um, a particular genre, mm. um, the better able you'll be able to serve your author client. And what uh, what books would you suggest for uh, becoming uh, a good uh, ghostwriter? Is there any particular book also about ghostwriting? I don't know. Is there anything out there that uh, you can suggest? You know what? I haven't read a particular book mm -hmm. um, that... that that really was helpful for me in for formulating my business. Um, there are there are books out there, but there's nothing that comes to mind, at least for me. It's a, like, this is the book, this is the one you've got to read, this is the one. Yeah, um, I haven't. Mm. Um, I, I think that when you're starting out uh, as a ghostwriter, you're probably already a writer. You're probably already writing for other people, and you have a sense of your own skills and your own uh, ability to create and your ability to work on a long project. A long project is different than um, than short project like you're writing a blog article for a business, on, mm. okay? Um, a, a book project is big and that's why it takes so much time because mm. there's a lot of planning and thinking and organization that goes into in into that book project it is the same process as writing a good article it's mm. just big <laughs> yeah and plus and plus you know many many ignore uh, the fact that uh, the bigger uh, the, the 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 book the the more the complexity is gonna is gonna grow like exponentially so i guess um be, because you know today today is very easy to fall into into believing that 
if you have a long form uh, blog post then why not making it a book and then of course this, this is something that works if you're doing like an ebook short ebook or something like that but if you're talking about like a real book then uh, a blog post uh, is going to be just probably the the beginning of uh, of the whole process so right so think of it as like um somewhere between 90,000 and 150,000 words there may be longer mm. books but um that's a general length for a marketable book mm. these days so um so whatever your skill level is at writing long-form blog posts, you're going to multiply that and the research and the planning and organizational time involved mm -hmm. by that much. By, by how much? By, so, so, so say you have a long-form blog mm -hmm. post or an article. Yeah. And you, and it's, Let's let's just say, for the sake of our discussion, that it's three thousand words. All right. Yeah. Um, and think about the time you spent planning, organizing, thinking about how you're going to set up your headings and your subheadings and mm. bullet lists and all those things um, that go into your article, and the research that you that goes into it, and any links that you may find to go into your article mm -hmm. you're going to multiply that by hundreds of times the amount of work yeah See what I'm yeah yeah of course yeah so um and it's just about relative in scope that the, the planning involved is going to be as big and as long as as the planning of your article so mm -hmm. the, so that you already understand and this is something you need to be able to communicate to your author clients hey listen you know once we sign the agreement I'm not going to start on word one of chapter one first we're going to go through this whole planning process mm -hmm. and that is something that you that you need to help your author client understand and something that you really need to understand is is that, um, you know, when you write an article, you may have a sentence that you know you've got to have in that article, but the rest of it is going to take some thought and planning. And the same, the same process is involved in writing a book. It's just bigger, yeah. longer. Yeah, it and it becomes way way more complex because uh, way more complicated because. Uh, you know, you, you need to make sure that you're not, uh, I guess, uh, conceiving, you're not communicating uh, multiple times the, 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 the same uh, kind of idea because, I mean, I guess that then it also depends by the kind and the style of the books because, for instance, I notice a lot from uh, US nonfiction books that they are always about the same idea communicated over and over again across the whole book well, you know, for instance, if you look at more uh, books from Europe, in Italy especially, um, people try to be uh, more like uh, conceiving different ideas in, in the same book. So it also depends by the, the, the kind of... Um... Yes, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that if, if you're looking to um, start working as a ghostwriter, mm -hmm. that you actually read a lot of books because... Yeah. You may, I mean, that was a really good point, 
Gennaro, uh, uh, about the difference in the way that books are um, structured between the European market and the American market. Um, I, I think that for a nonfiction book and the American market, if you can break out of saying the same thing over and over again and really have a structured way to lead a reader through um, a variety of steps and ideas that you actually have a much more marketable book and a better chance at um, bringing on a wider readership mm -hmm. um, just because that's why I said you know think about think, think about the nonfiction books that you have read that you really felt were helpful mm -hmm. that is what you want to write for your author client you want to write one that is helpful Mm -hmm. whatever their topic and whatever their skill, whatever knowledge they are imparting, you want to write one that is helpful. Um, to, so if you have, if you have a book that says the same thing over and over again, mm -hmm. that's not as helpful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree, but, uh, um, it also depends by by the way you're able to tell a story because you know if you're consuming the same idea uh, but uh, by telling me different stories then uh, still I get the point and uh, it's interesting but it's very hard because it's not easy to tell uh, interesting stories so that's I guess it's another another part of the of the um, of the story as well but uh, what what is uh, I think it's also the ghostwriter's uh, responsibility to help the author client understand that saying the same thing over and over again mm -hmm. is not a book. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That that's our our responsibility as 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 writers mm -hmm. to um Coach, I guess, is a good word. Yeah, I mean, of course. The author client into understanding what a book does and how a book works and how readers go through a nonfiction book to gain knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, throughout, throughout the, the, the project, of course, you are a coach, first of all, and then you are a writer, and then, of course, you're an interpreter because you're trying to understand um what uh, the author wants to to communicate but uh, what is what is the the thing that uh, you like the most about about uh, your work as a ghostwriter i know this may be a hard question it is a hard question but <laughs> because there may be several things you like oh the most. <laughs> gosh well you know i wrote a fiction uh a fiction book and that was really fun it was a mm -hmm. thriller and um went you know, several countries in the world, and um, that was a fun project just because, you know, it was a fun story to work on. Mm -hmm. um, and for non for nonfiction, I think what I like is the puzzle solving. Puzzle solving? Yes, the puzzle. Mm -hmm. So how do you take the author-client's idea mm -mm -mm. and present it in a logical sequence that is easy to understand and leads the reader of the book to 
the conclusion that the author wants them to have. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's that's not easy. That's not easy. And plus, and plus, I guess another interesting aspect as well is uh, if you're lucky enough to get uh, um, to get uh, you know a, a contract in uh, on a non-fiction uh, part which uh, you enjoy. Like uh, you know, just uh, thinking aloud uh, right now, but. Think of uh, the case in which, you know, someone is hiring, hiring you to write a book about, you know, semantic SEO, just to, to put it uh, out there, uh, where you are passionate about. I mean, that's also a great opportunity because then you're going to be paid to research a topic that you love. So in, in a way, I think also it's, uh, it's interesting also the, uh, the, the, this, uh, this perspective. So um, which, uh, which connects back with uh, what we were saying initially. So you want to make sure that uh, you find uh, you find the niche that uh, you're really passionate about, also because you're going to be doing a lot of research in the nonfiction, but also in the fiction. Because yeah, I, but I yeah. Help, always helps to have a curious mind because it can be fun writing um, a book project on something that you don't necessarily know a mm. lot about. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. That can mm. be fun too. So I, as I mm. said, I. It's the, it's the the puzzle, put, the puzzle, putting mm -hmm. the puzzle together. Yeah, no, no, I agree. You're right. The rewarding part of all those hours of research and putting together a plan, and then um, working with the author to make sure that we have the sequence in in an order that makes sense to them as well as the readers. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes. For mm. me, it's definitely the puzzle solving. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if if I were to you know start as a ghostwriter, one day uh, I definitely uh, the the part probably that I would love the uh, would love the most is is uh, getting paid to research a topic that, as you said, probably you don't know much about, but you're gonna have the chance to learn a lot, so to become sort of an expert on that topic. It's almost it almost it almost like uh, feels like you're gonna be a, a sort of PhD because you, instead of getting paid by the university to do the, the the research, you're gonna be paid by the client. So in a way, that's uh, definitely an interesting part of uh, of the work. It is. I know. I've um, I said to my daughter, you know, this is kind of like graduate school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels it feels like you're always at graduate school. So. The, but the, the funny part is, uh, you know, with the PhD, uh, you kind of get uh, into one field and you're going to be stuck there for the whole life. With ghostwriting, at least, you have the chance, uh, with writing in general, but with ghostwriting especially, you have the chance to learn uh, multiple subjects uh, and, you know, getting paid for that, which is, uh, which is great. So That's uh, an intellectual exploration. So in that way, it's very uh, exciting and fun. Yeah, absolutely. But what's uh, instead the the hardest part of uh, being a ghostwriter? I That's think the hard, oh, I think the hardest part is I've had this happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're halfway through the book or so, mm -hmm. and the author says, "Wait, I've changed my mind. I want to do blah 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 blah," and um. And, and so the orientation of the book may change or the structure and, and then there's a lot of uh, uh, reworking. You may be throwing things out that you've mm. spent a lot of time researching and building and all of a sudden it's out the window. 
I think that's. I think yeah, that's, that's awful. I mean, I can imagine this uh, kind of scenario. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's that change of direction. Um, that's. I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, and as you said, that's why it's very important. Because I think at the because at the very beginning, and this is something I think starting out in in a service business, um, I mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. You need to be very very clear at the beginning. Yeah. About how you work and what your expectations are in working mm-hmm. with your client, so that. From the beginning, you and your client have a good working relationship. It, I mean, it's okay for an author to change their mind and say, no, I really want to do it this way instead of that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that that does not mean they're a bad client. Um, it, it's just, I think that's really hard from a ghostwriter's perspective of course of course it's uh but mm -hmm. it's really important to you know if you if you think that there if it feels kind of strange at the beginning Mm -hmm. it's only going to get worse it never gets better and that's that's just a life experience and if you are in business at all for any reason you absolutely understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. if it feels you know strange at the beginning it doesn't get better it only gets worse it's a, it's like a, it's like a marriage when uh, it's uh, when you have a bad feeling it's better to avoid getting married <laughs> because i mean if it's going to be it's going to be longer longer um, business relationship so it's better not yeah, to go for it long, it is a long and um, deep and and very intense relationship of course so uh, uh, yes you want from the beginning to establish what your guidelines are as far as working working with people mm-hmm. if you only want to to converse or you know or have a video chat every two weeks you need to make make that clear mm-hmm. uh, if you don't accept phone calls at 10 o'clock at night you need to make that clear mm-hmm. sure um, all uh, you need to be very clear about setting the working relationship guidelines because most author clients have no idea what ghostwriting author relationship guidelines are hmm. so you are definitely in the driver's seat as far as setting setting those guidelines for yourself about your hmm. work and your working style yeah, a last uh, last question before uh, we leave uh, this uh, this uh, super interesting conversation, and you know I'm very happy happy we had the chance to 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 have it. Um, what's uh, if we can say it? Uh, what uh, what project? Uh, I mean, were you working on right now? I mean, not what project, like the name of the project, but what kind of project you're working on right now? Is it a fiction, non-fiction? Um, is it um, something you want to share about the project you're working now? Um, it's a nonfiction project. Okay. And really, according to uh, my non-disclosure agreement of with, course. with client, I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's uh, that's uh, that's what I meant. But uh, you know, j- mm-hmm. for someone starting out as a ghostwriter, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be one of the hardest. Uh, hurdles to overcome emotionally mm-hmm. is you want to tell everybody hey I exactly about x you know 
but you can't because you were the yeah. ghostwriter and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in your agreement, you told the writer, the author client, that uh, you're, you're not going to divulge that you wrote the book. Mm. And um, and so I think that's one of the toughest things exactly, about, yeah, about the ghostwriting business is 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 the bragging you know mm -hmm. natural bragging rights they're just not there yeah um, yeah so i if i can i can understand i mean standpoint i think that's very hard for a lot of people who think about mm -hmm. taking on ghostwriting as um, as a career as, choice yeah and probably and probably that's uh that's why for many who have uh, good writing skills probably they won't. Uh, they will not go for ghostwriting because, uh, in a sort, uh, it, it takes away the pride of the writer uh, to to say, you know, this is my work or this kind, um, uh, the, the, which is which is part of uh, writing. You you write because you want people to also acknowledge that uh, yeah. you're uh, you're good at what you do. So, but also that's also the reason why, as a ghostwriter, you have the right to ask to ask for more money because you're giving away the 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 um, you know the um, the right to to brag about it so you need to <laughs> you need to you need to I mean, what yeah what you're doing is quite valuable it's just that you don't get to share the good news yeah um, in my particular case because I write fiction under my own name you know if I want to talk about something I get to talk about that mm -hmm. but it is true that if you are considering um thinking about being a ghostwriter, um, about the most you can say is it was a non-fiction book mm -hmm. uh, in the banking industry. You can name yeah. the industry, but you can't say anything more than that. Than that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So if if you want if you love tooting your own horn, this is going to be quite a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Because it's it's very it's very exciting to share you know with other people the work you're you're doing uh, uh, right now and you can't so that's why it makes sense as you said to have your own also writing uh, career that allows you to show because that's also another uh, issue of uh, from the business standpoint because if you cannot show the work you the, the you work the work you're done. Um, then it's going to be very hard to 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 show value to potential uh, potential clients in the ghostwriting uh, industry. So it's kind of a weird uh, situation where I guess probably the best way to show value is also to 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 show the work you've done as as an author in the in um, uh, yourself or something like that. I don't know how how you do about it. And I think that also if if you so. Say someone comes to you and they say they want to write a nonfiction book about banking for married couples. Okay, I'm just mm -hmm. pulling that out of my hat. Of course. Right? Um, and, and then you, you work with them and you write the book. So, um, as a corollary, what can happen is that on your business website, you can talk about uh, your experience in ghostwriting a project. You don't have to name the project. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to talk about 
what the area is, but if you can talk about how the process works, that mm -hmm. gives potential clients an under, a better understanding of how the process works. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, but you can't do the thing, you know, where you say, in my current ghostwriting project, which is, you know, <laughs> uh, save yourself from divorce, you know, uh, through banking or whatever, you know, the project is that, um, that you can't, you can't do that. You just cannot reference your, your current mm. ghostwriting project. Yeah. I mean, this is an issue that anyone which works uh, on uh, on uh, NDA says. Um, but uh, for for someone which is putting uh, together a business, uh, maybe um, just uh, something that uh, can be difficult initially, because uh, especially if you had a couple of projects you worked on and then you want to get a new one, um, then uh, as you said, I mean, uh, descri describing the process I think is gonna help. Well, yeah. the other thing is that, you know, um, a book project is a long project. So say, say it's a short time frame. Say it's six months and you're lost in this world of the book that you're writing. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you can't reference that book. Mm -hmm. And even when it's done, you can't reference it. So you need to at least be sharing the process. And just like we're doing today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Um, be because the specifics of any project is under a non-disclosure agreement, and you have agreed with your author client that you're not going to. Nobody will know. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, of course. And 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 this is uh, this is, this is going to be sort of uh, I guess uh, forever. Like um, there there is no expiration, right? I mean, even after years of uh, publishing because okay. it, yeah no no that right okay um, if you have a special a specially cordial relationship mm -hmm. with an author sometimes uh, you can make an agreement to use a say a sample chapter or something like that mm -hmm. yeah. as, uh, to share with a potential client it's not that you would set it up as uh, as part of a portfolio, but if um, potential client asks, and your previous client has given you permission to share, um, hmm. it's up it's up to that it's up to that client whether they want anybody to know that you have written that book for them. So, yeah. Makes sense. So just to, to finish this uh, conversation and then of course uh, if you have a last thought uh, feel free to share. Like from this conversation I have three suggestions uh, that uh, come, to my, come to mind right away for someone who is starting or wants to start a ghostwriting service. The first one is uh, as we said uh, if uh, you don't feel uh, um, the, the, the person you're going to be working with uh, you don't feel uh, comfortable at the, the moment then don't go for it unless 
uh, of course you're sure that the project you're going to be working on you're going to be passionate about the, the second is of course about making sure that you get compensated for the work you're doing because uh, you're giving up a lot of your time and you're giving up also the right to brag about that and I think the, the third point would be also to make sure uh, if you can to, to uh, have an agreement where you can also get uh, the commission on, uh, on the book uh, sales because I guess if you can do that then you're creating a scalable business where you can uh, keep earning money also on a, on a, on a finished um, project so it's not like you get paid one time and then it's over then you can get paid on the royalties of the, of the book so that definitely were the, the three things I would make sure can I elaborate on that yeah um, yeah um, usually most agreements it's a one-time project mm -hmm. if you're going to have a royalty share then there's a trade-off on the initial fee okay and so that 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 is something you want to agree with with your client right from the beginning. I, I just wanted to make that clear. Mm -hmm. um, there, the that that the payment will be reduced mm -hmm. for the time that you are are working on um, a future percentage of of royalties which means you are most ghostwriters don't do this because all of a sudden they're involved in the book marketing process mm -hmm. which is not normally where ghostwriters you want go. to be of course mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I just wanted I just wanted to clarify that yes that makes it scalable you know if if you have if you write a book and it sells well and you have a percentage um, this is not something you can know from the from the get-go so mm -hmm. I, just, I just wanted to make that clear mm -hmm. yeah 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 no that's uh, that's a good point and thank you for really uh, elaborating on this um, probably you know it really makes sense on a, on, a, on a, some selected projects to do this kind of uh, of, of agreement especially the ones that you feel uh, might be very good and uh, might, might perform very well in the in the, in the marketplace probably makes sense to to give up uh, the um, a part of the compensation, the one-time compensation, to to start uh, to earn uh, royalties. So I think um, you know you you need to strike a balance on that. And uh, you know I guess uh, we're pretty much done. We covered a lot of a uh, lot of things uh, today, and you know I'm very 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 happy we had the chance to to speak. Uh, um, and uh, I guess um, you know mm, it, it it was Thank great. You. Yeah, a pleasure talking and. I think this is the first time I have talked in such depth about um, starting your career as a ghostwriter. It's mm. been a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Thank you very much. It, it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. And uh, you know, let's uh, let's see if uh, we can help someone getting started with uh, with ghostwriting. And uh, you know, I guess um, I'm uh, going to be sharing um, the. Um, you know your your contacts uh, like LinkedIn or stuff like that. If people want to connect or like Google Plus, you're very active on it, so that yeah. uh, they can ping you um, to understand how things work. And uh, yeah, we're good. So thank you, Zara, for joining the conversation. And uh, uh, let's uh, let's get in touch soon. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> ciao. Ciao. Ciao.